It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Okay, welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, and I'm so excited to be back on with my awesome friend, Amanda. We are here for Faithful Biz, and we're in a series on Don't Worry, Don't Hurry, Be Like Jesus. And there's a lot of things that I do in this life that are not what Jesus did. And it's really convicted me go back and just look at Jesus's life. And so we're going to be talking. Oh yeah, I'm still alive. It looked like it went down for a second. I was like, "Uh oh, (laughs) Uh, so today we're going to be talking about asking great questions. So one of the awesome things that Jesus did over and over when people would bring him a question and they would be like, rabbi or master, they would ask him a question and he always, almost always ask a question back, a thought provoking, great, amazing, awesome question. And he would listen for their response. I mean, he could teach them all kinds of amazing things, but he didn't go on a tirade of trying to do that or try to share his own wisdom and knowledge. He was trying to lead them to the truth, which is often best time done in questions. And this has been a very valuable lesson for me because what I do is I try to help add too much value, answer the question, solve the problem. When a lot of times people already know the answer, they just need us to ask more questions and to remember that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. And he's always wise. (laughs) So I'm so blessed and grateful to be back on with you. I can't wait to hear your words of wisdom for the from this amazing word. Thank you for hopping on with me. Yeah, I'm so glad that we're doing this. And just so you guys know, my kiddos are about to get up from their afternoon siesta. So they may make an appearance. Um, They might make an appearance. So um, just prepping you for that. So I love this series that we're doing, which is what did Jesus do? What did Jesus not do? And this week we were talking about how he interacted and had conversations with people and he asked really good questions. And if you think about it, like he knew how much time he had, like he knew he only had like this really short window to do his ministry. I think he had like three years. And so every single thing that he did and said is on purpose like is significant. There's nothing that he did in his life that was not completely significant. So I've been reading through the gospels and I love how each of them has their own, um, kind of take on, on his life, his own perspective. A lot of it overlaps, but his conversations with people are, I mean, it is so interesting to watch and see how he responds to his disciples, how he responds to critics, how he responds to people who want to kill him, um, people that have questions, you know, like you were saying, people that come up to him and answer questions because he's never bothered. I mean, he is bothered. He is bothered. Like he's greed sometimes and sometimes he's really angry and he throws the tables over and stuff. 
But when he's interacting and, and having these conversations with people, he doesn't like fly off the handle and like lose his temper and like storm off or call people. I mean, he does call some of them brood, a brood of vipers, very specific groups. But you know what I mean? Like he's he's always like asking the right questions that get to the heart of the matter. And there's actually a book out there by John John Maxwell called Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. And so, and John Maxwell is a Christian and leads his faith into his books. So I love that asking great questions is a leadership skill. We should be able to probe the hearts of the people that we are interacting with, whether it's our kids or our coworkers or just people in our lives we're supposed to minister to. We need to probe and see and get deep because Jesus never stayed just surface. He always went deep, like so fast. And so, um, in, in, so you, I mean, go back and read through the gospels. I love John. I think John's my favorite, but they're all, I mean, to know Jesus, read the gospels and read his conversations because he is his, the conversations he has with people are so deep and they, they, I mean, it's like he's asking us these questions too. So um, Luke and John, he's both of these, he's dealing with a lot of people who are skeptical. But um, so, for example, he's, uh, he's in, John, in Luke 6, it's um, a lot of teaching that he's doing. He's ministering to he, the Beatitudes is kind of like the Luke version of the Beatitudes that you find in Matthew. But there's a lot of questions. That he's asking throughout this passage so he says for example um if you love those who love you what benefit is it to you and if you do good do good to those who do good to you what benefit is that to you for even sinners do the same and if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive what credit is that to you and then he goes on and says but this is what i want you to do and then he said in the next uh verse 39 he told them a parable can a blind man lead a blind man well won't they both fall into a pit and then a little bit later how can you say to your brother how can you say to your brother brother let me take that speck out of that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye so he's just asking questions and then he's teaching asking questions and then he's teaching um verse 46 why do you call me lord lord and do not do what i tell you to do um, and then he's teaching everyone who comes and hears my words and does them. I will show you what he is like. He's like, like a man building a house who dug deep, laid the foundation. When a flood rose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it. So he kind of goes back and forth. He asks the question and then he teaches and he asks the question and then he teaches. And um, in John uh, verse uh, uh, chapter six, he is talking to his disciples. He's asking questions there too. He's doing a lot of teaching, but in John six, he's weeding out a lot of people who are only following him or following him for the wrong reasons. And so again, he's trying to get to their, trying to get deep into their hearts. So he says, um, um, so he's saying, uh, let's see, I'm the bread of life. Um, so, they're asking him like, what must we do? What must we do to be doing the works of God? Um, and 
What sign are you going to give us to them? So he says, I'm the bread of life. He who believes in me will never thirst. And so, but you go on and they, and some people are grumbling and complaining. And then he says, um, do you want to go away as well? He says that to his disciples. And so he is getting to the heart of the matter in all of these. Melody, how are you doing? Miles, you're going to have to wait. Miles, 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 you're going to have to wait. Sorry, this is a, okay. kind of a, one of the, um, I'm doing it in the kitchen. It's like they know we're getting on the video. Like mine was jumping all over me too. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is honestly though, like my life. I do want, I do something and I'm constantly like managing the people at the same time. So there's just some background noise today. But um, anyways, so I love that he is never, like he asks exactly what he means to ask so that he gets to the teaching that he wants to convey. So if you go back through and you read through his conversations, pay attention to the questions that he's asking and then the teaching that he's wanting us to really absorb after we come up with an answer. To, I mean, some of those questions I read earlier in Luke are very simple. Like, can a blind man meet a, meet, lead a blind man? Of course not. You know, they'll both fall into the well. So what is his teaching? Like, this is where we get our wisdom from. This is where, this is our resource for life, for guidance in everything that we do. And we have to be also intentional with our words and our conversations and not just always be saying, this is, this is how I feel. This is what I think. Like ask the questions first and let people be, take time to think and come up with a response so that the conversation can actually happen. And I think right now with social media, we've said this so many times, we're used to just, you know, sharing everything, our, all of our thoughts and all of our feelings about everything, but there's no dialogue. Dialogue happens when there's good questions and when we are listening and when we are waiting for the person that we're talking with to respond to us. So there's times in his conversations when he's talking to the Pharisees and he even says like, why are you trying to kill me? Why aren't you listening to my words? Why aren't you understanding what I'm saying? The words I hear are from the father. And of course, they are still like completely not receptive. But we can stop and we can ask people, where is our breakdown in communication? Why is this breakdown happening? Why aren't we having, I mean, why isn't this communication being effective right now? Like, let's stop and take a minute and start asking good questions and not getting upset and frustrated and frazzled because that ends that it ends the conversation when emotions start getting heated, but let's ask good questions and try to understand because if we can understand then we can serve people more effectively. And that's what Jesus wanted to do. He came to seek and to serve those who are lost. That was his mission. That was why he was here. And so everything that he did was to that end. And, um, 
every conversation that I mean, go back and read, read the gospels because it is, it is there that we find these conversations from Jesus and know how to model his, um, the way he speaks and the way he has those conversations with him. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. I love, I love all the examples of his questions that you pulled out. And as you were talking, I was thinking about like the Pharisees. I mean, they were coming at him and they were pretty brutal and head on. And he knew like he wasn't stupid. He's God, right? He knows what they're doing, but he always came back with a question. And imagine if we did that every single day and tried to give everybody the benefit of the doubt instead of going into our own like oh I'm right because of this and I'm right because of that um to really try to I heard this example once if you try to put yourself like if you imagine we're like on either side of a river and you're on that side and I'm on this side if I stay on my side we're never gonna be able to have you know understand each other but if I come over to your side of the river we can build a bridge together and be able to cross back and forth and we do that by asking questions and listening. And I just think Jesus did it so beautifully. Yeah. And he didn't just say, like, when the Pharisees would come and start debating with him and arguing with him, he didn't just say, I'm not talking to you. Right. You don't believe the way I believe. You don't agree with me. So I'm done. You're, you're worthless. Yeah. No, he's like, I mean, even calling them a brood of vipers, like, he's trying to say, wake up, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Whitewashed tombs. Like, <laughs> These are all the horrible things that you're doing. Like he's not telling him that just to insult them. He's trying to wake him up. Like he is trying, like for those super religious people who had basically kept people from, you know, approaching God because they'd created all these extra rules and super legalistic. He is saying, you're supposed to be the spiritual leaders here and you don't even know me. So they needed harsh clear, convicting questions, communication, but for like the woman at the well, he doesn't do that to her. He's very like gentle. He's very kind. You know, he's very, um, compassionate. The the adulterous woman. He was so compassionate with her. The Pharisees drug her, right. Dragging her in, trying to be like, for that that he was treating women with so much compassion and respect and talking like their their presence in the bible is just amazing you know given that time period but to and and yeah he was he gave them so much grace his disciples like sometimes he was like come on you guys like but he never he never was rude or like impatient i mean i think he might have gotten impatient with them but just because he wanted them to understand you know and he's like you guys don't understand yet what's going on (laughs) um but he he communicated with people and met them where they were at and he gave them what they needed so he he understood obviously he's jesus he understood who they were he knew who was whispering about he knew judas and what judas was going to do when he chose Judas to be part of this inner circle, but he communicated with them in the ways that they needed and showed us, you know, maybe some people need more of a direct approach. Maybe some people need, you need to be more gracious and more gentle and more kind and more patient. 
And some people you need to say parables, <laughs> speaking parables, because that's what they need. So read his conversations and how he speaks with people, because it's, it's, it's really beautiful how he does that. And God, I feel like speaks to us in the same ways. Sometimes we need direct conviction. Sometimes we need a gentle nudge. Sometimes it's like, oh, you're still not getting it. Okay. Um, remember this Bible verse? Remember this? This is how I, I want you to, to be. And you're like, okay, maybe I'll get it this time. <laughs> but we, we get that by reading God's word. We get those, those convictions, those nudges, those, that direction, that guidance, when the Holy Spirit is able to bring God's word to mind and move us using his word to be the people that God wants us to be. Oh my gosh. That was so beautiful. And I love how you brought it back to the word because these are God's words to us and he's given us everything we need. So what I try to do when I'm in a situation where I'm nervous or I don't know what to say, ask more questions, listen more, pray more, ask God, and he'll give he'll give you verses. So if you're spending time in his word and you got it in your heart, he'll pull it back out when you need it and give you the answer or the example. I love looking at examples of people in the Bible, like how am I being like this or how am I feeling like that? You know, like Jeremiah was brought this week and it was like, you know, what if, what if every time Jeremiah, somebody said something mean to Jeremiah or threw him down in the bottom of the pit, what if he wanted to quit like you do? Get over it, Mackison. Oh, <laughs> right? Jeremiah. Oh, poor Jeremiah, man. He has been oh, Ezekiel and Isaiah. <laughs> Ezekiel, though, I don't know. I'd, I'd almost rather be Ezekiel than Jeremiah. At least he got to like lay there and be quiet. You know what I mean? Because God shut yeah. his mouth. And uh, poor Jeremiah, he just had to keep saying stuff, even though God was like, they are going to hate you. They're going to disagree with you. They're going to like yell at you. And I still want you to keep saying it. That to me seems exponentially worse than laying in the ground and letting people walk over me. <laughs> it's so interesting because I feel like all the people in the Bible that were close with God, that were hearing from him, I mean, the prophets in the Old Testament, they had it rough. Oh, I they know. Like, they didn't like... They weren't super popular. They didn't have all these fans, you know. They were like hiding in the wilderness, being fed by ravens, like <laughs> running. From I'm like, are we doing something wrong here in the United States? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, this was so good. It's fun. Thank uh, you. Thank you. If there's anyone out there and you're struggling, or you don't know a Bible verse or Bible story, or you want to know more about this amazing Jesus that has saved our lives and brought us peace and this awesome word that is just such an amazing book. Please reach out to Amanda and I and we'll pray with you and help you and get you whatever information that we can. But come back next week. We've got several more of these and who knows how many more are going to be added. So I'm not going to tell you. It's going to be a spoiler. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you soon. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.